Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Wellness Wednesday Inspiration. My name is Fernanda, and I'm here with Dr. Linda Marquez for another wonderful and information-packed episode. Today, we're going to be covering everything about autoimmune diseases and how they directly connect with nutrition. And for that, we have a wonderful guest today, Kira Whitman, who's a specialist in autoimmune diseases, and she's also a nutritionist. So I'm super looking forward to, to having this conversation. I know we touched a little bit about uh, hypothyroidism, which could be an autoimmune disease. Uh, last week when we were doing the energy centers and a lot of the autoimmune conditions have to do with uh, energy and also have to do with lifestyle. And we've covered, we've covered these in previous shows. So today we're tying it even more with uh, nutrition and the nu nutrition aspect of it. So I'm super excited. And I do have a different background today. We were talking about it. I'm having some uh, something fixed in my office. So uh, I hope the lighting and the sound and everything's okay. I literally just kind of made a, a, a small office in another room. But we make it work and we always just look for the positives in everything. So Dr. Linda, how are you doing? Yes. Hi. Great. Welcome, everyone. Yes. Wonderful Wellness Wednesday, or my favorite time of the week or day of the week. And yes, same same here. Different background, and I think the lighting's even brighter in here. But exactly. it's, all, it's all good. You know, um, we're gonna have an awesome show, like always. I'm always I just enjoy having the different guests, and then even when you and I just get to share and open up um, some of our ideas and research and so forth, but. Um, today is, of course, I love anything and everything functional medicine, functional nutrition, is that such a big core of my practice and has been for years. So, and especially with autoimmune conditions, we see how rampant it is in not just showing up in, you know, in the typical age, like 20, 30, 40 year olds, but we're even seeing it kids right now. So we hope to get into that today. So Kira Whitman is our guest. She's a functional medicine nutritionist and she specializes in helping women with autoimmune conditions and really just wants to help them simplify their life, take control of their health and, you know, really just control their disease and not let their disease control them because we see that so many times, you know, we give diseases um, so much power, we name it, and then we become associated with that. So I know she does a lot with mindset training as well. She has a master's in health and nutrition education, and she also has a lot of additional training in applied functional medicine and uh, metabolic healing and also the IFM Institute for Functional Medicine. So she's really what she does is she combines the principles of nutrition and also just helping women really get back to who they are. You know, we're, we're powerful human beings. And when you think about this, I mean, we house a baby for nine months. I mean, we're pretty powerful and we sometimes tend to forget that. So one of the things she does is she likes to remind ladies how powerful they are. So, and wants to just remind them that, empower them that, hey, you're amazing. Your body's amazing. Your body was designed to heal itself. So with that, let's bring her on the show and excited to have her on. Hello, Kira. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you guys? We awesome. are super excited to have you on today. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> awesome. Kira, can you share a little bit about you uh, just for the audience to hear from yourself, please? 
Yeah. So um, I was not always in this career field. In fact, I was a middle school teacher for seven years. Prior to that, I was a chronic health sufferer. Um, I had digestive issues from birth. I mean, truly out of the womb, I was struggling. Doctors couldn't figure it out, weren't sure. Um, over the years, just passed around from doctor to doctor, tried new medications, tried a little bit of everything and was just beyond frustrated thinking, I guess this is me. Like, I guess this is just how I live, right? Um, no one really talked to me about like food or mindset or any of that stuff. And so eventually I just kind of took control myself and said, I'm going to figure this out. So when I went back to school to get the master's in nutrition, I did it for me. Like I just thought I was going to help myself. And by the time I graduated, I said, I really need to help others. So it just kind of spiraled from there after my husband was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and then another, and that's what led me into functional medicine. That's awesome. And it, and it seems to be, that's kind of their occurring um, role with a lot of practitioners that um, have kind of moved from traditional Western healthcare to um, more alternative functional medicine, more a functional approach of getting to the root cause. So you're right. It's like a lot of us, you know, a lot of patients probably that seek you out um, in your practice are people that have gone to other practitioners or like, or maybe they're like, gosh, I know there's a, I know there's something else out there. I wasn't born this way to be this way for the rest of my life. So it's so awesome and amazing that, you know, functional medicine exists, that, you know, we are root cause practitioners getting to the root of that. And, you know, we all have a story. So we're excited that, you know, you sometimes have to experience something and have to happen, not necessarily to you, but for you so that you can help others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can relate to that so much, Kira. My own journey in mindset and self-healing started after me battling with my own uh, issues, right? Mental uh, issues as well. And I, I was taking medications and I was actually prescribing them for my patients as a nurse practitioner and seeing patients for the same conditions. And yet I wasn't feeling better. So I, I said, well, there's got to be more, right, that I don't know, that I'm not aware. And that led me into mindset. And with mindset, I found solutions. And, and I found a different way of actually even practicing medicine that I never even knew existed because I never really uh, learned it in school or, you know, in any place of work. Yeah, so it's very true that many times we have to go through it and experience it and find the solutions ourselves to be able to help others out uh, with in similar situations. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about what are autoimmune diseases? What's an autoimmune condition? Yeah. So in a nutshell, it's a betrayal of the immune system. Um, longer Basically, it's a medical condition where you're targeting the beneficial microbes and the healthy cells of your body. So normally, a healthy immune system is defending your health microbes that are hazardous to like bacteria, viruses, fungus. But the antibodies that are produced by the immune system then turn against those cells, and instead of fighting them, they start attacking. So. It, like I said, it's a betrayal of the immune system. It's doing the exact opposite of what it's supposed to be doing. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. And uh, Kira, just really quick, uh, the audio sounds a little bit muffled on your yeah. end. I hear an echo. 
Mm -hmm. I don't know if there is um, maybe something to that we can adjust just to make sure that everybody's able to get and listen to the conversation that we're having because it's so important. I want to make sure that. Yeah. Um, I don't, it sounds like there's another tab open or something, but I don't have Facebook open or anything. It sounds good right now, right, Dr. Linda? It sounds okay to you now? Yes. Yes. Right now it seems okay. So let's. <laughs> let's run with it and just do our best what we can but it was getting a little muffled and what's such an important topic you know as you were saying with um you know with autoimmune conditions uh with the the body pretty much it's like it's attacking itself and there's so many autoimmune conditions out there and when you have one autoimmune condition like you were saying there's usually another one lingering around. There's usually a cousin, a sibling. So what are some of the common um, autoimmune conditions? You know, maybe going to give us like the top three, the top five that you see a lot in practice or people that they don't even know that they're autoimmune conditions. For example, like rheumatoid arthritis, you know, arthritis is an autoimmune condition. People think, oh, I'm getting old. That's why I'm this way. And that's not true. We blame, we tend to blame it on age and, <laughs> I feel better now in my fifth decade of life and more vibrant in so many ways than I was in my 40s. So just to give you hope, Fernanda. <laughs> <laughs> I am very hopeful, Dr. Lina. You look great. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, I would like to see what, what you uh, see a lot in your office. Yeah, lots of Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. so that's autoimmune. Um, fibromyalgia is another very common one. And then psoriasis, which a lot of people don't think is autoimmune. Again, they just think, oh, it's a skin issue. But it is a skin issue that's autoimmune related. Yes. 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 Definitely. Because the outside of your, we say the skin is a reflection of the gut. And we know that a lot of the autoimmune conditions, it's like, you've got to go after the gut. <laughs> that's something that, and is that what you found also? That that was one of the, uh, one of the things that you had to address was the gut a hundred percent with myself with my husband and with all of my clients that's like the number one thing we're talking about because i mean was hippocrates said all disease begins in the gut and i believe it does yes mm -hmm. yeah very important yeah. so can you tell us do you have uh, maybe information about statistics when it comes to autoimmune conditions yeah so i can give you some <laughs> Right now, about 7% of the population has an autoimmune disease, and they think it's about 50 million Americans, which is a lot. Um, and like uh, Dr. Dr. Linda said, um, once you have one, you're much more likely to be diagnosed with a second or even a third. So that's something that I really encourage people to get on top of is if you have one, rather than just letting it be, get on top of it so you're preventing that second or third that so often come. Um, and then another interesting statistic is just the healthcare costs. Right now, they're around 100 billion in the US just for direct healthcare costs. So people spend an insane amount of money on biologics, going to see the doctor, retesting, but never getting to the root of the problem. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think something else that is important to mention is that many times people tend to believe that because it, it, you know, their mother had it or their sibling had it or their father had it, then they're more likely to have it. 
And I think one of the major things that I have been literally immersing myself lately um, to understand more is the epigenetic side of medicine, right? And the biology of cells and how the, the DNA and how the DNA behaves based on environment and how we react to the environment and how it affects our cells and our health. And so one of the major things that I do want to point out today, and Kira, maybe you can help me out with it, is the fact that because someone in your family ha had an autoimmune condition, it doesn't mean that you have to, that it has to happen for you, but it's all about the attitude and the, the reaction that you have about the environment that it's around you. So they had it. And the reason why it's commonly believed to be genetic, although it's not, it's because if you have the similar um, reactions and if you're in a similar environment and you're reacting in a similar way than your mom did or your father did in certain situations, then you are signaling the same genes in the same way. But if you are, you can be in the same environment, you can be in the same situation, you can have uh, a lot of autoimmune conditions in your family. But if you are reacting different to your environment, then you're signaling your genes in a different way. Spot on. <laughs> I mean, and so many people don't realize that genes can be turned on and off. You know, like I'm, all of us have encountered this. Someone will come to us and say, well, I have Hashimoto's, but you know, it's because my mom and my grandma did. And it's like, well, no, actually, you know, you, you were in a similar environment. Maybe you're eating the same things. Maybe your genetics are indicating that you're both poor methylators and you both have an increased need for B vitamins and neither one of you were getting them. So that's a piece, but it's so minor in comparison to the overall toxicity that you're exposed to, the food, and then of course, as you guys know, your thoughts and beliefs. Yeah. What do you think are some of the more common symptoms? I know autoimmunity, like you were mentioned, fibromyalgia, Hashimoto's, um, MS, arthritis. I mean, the, those are just some of them. Mm -hmm. What do you find that are like the common symptoms that somebody would suspect? Like, it's like, hey, I probably I'm, I might have what she's talking about. I've gone to doctor to doctor and they always say, oh, well, they've ran all my labs and they're perfect. I hear that all the time in my practice. And I'm like, OK, they ran a CMP and a CBC. That's not a lot of labs. You know, <laughs> what about the auto? You know, what about the, the inflammatory markers and additional thyroid markers and so forth? So what are some of the common symptoms that um, that you see? And I know a lot of them uh, are different, but there is some commonality with them. There are for sure. And this this is what makes autoimmune so tricky is that symptoms vary so greatly and sometimes are vague. And like one person with Hashimoto's might have these three symptoms and the other person might have three different. But I will say common ones that I seem to hear a lot, fatigue is a really big one. And I'm not just talking like, oh, I feel a little bit tired after lunch. I'm talking struggling to get out of bed, struggling to make it throughout the day, barely making it to 7 p.m. fatigue. Joint pain is another very common one, just, you know, constant digestive issues, of course. Hair falling out can be a symptom for many, flaky skin, and really just the feeling of always feeling like something is off. Like you both said it, we are powerful. And I think that sometimes we don't tap into that. We know when something doesn't feel right in our body. And I can't tell you how many clients have come to me and said, you know, I've gone to all the doctors and they've run these tests and they, they say everything's fine, but I don't feel right. Uh -huh. Right there. Listen to it. Uh -huh. And even depression. Yeah. 
That's a huge one because they have, they're like, something is just not right. And I can't figure this out, but the doctors think I'm crazy. They tell me nothing's wrong with me. Yep. So that's another one. That's, that's really like one that stands out. Like they don't believe me, but I know something's just not right. Mm -hmm. So that's, right. that's another one. <laughs> so Kira, for anybody listening, who is at higher risk of developing an autoimmune condition? Who gets these conditions and what causes them? Sadly, I can say anybody. Um, a, like I said, about 50 million Americans have autoimmune diseases. They think about 75% of those are women. So definitely we're more at risk. But I mean, really, it can hit anyone at any time. And this is where I usually talk about four things that I see as kind of compound in creating autoimmune disease, or at least triggering it. So food choices is obviously one, you know, if you're constantly eating a depleting diet, and you're not opting for whole foods, you're just eating things, you know, fast food, bags, lots of sugar, that type of thing, that's going to possibly trigger an autoimmune disease. Stress and trauma is another really big one. Stress is a major trigger for autoimmune disease. And with you both talking mindset, trauma, emotions, that's a big piece that people just completely ignore and a lot of practitioners ignore. And if you're always in that negative state or if you've had these traumatic events that you've just kind of brushed aside, that stores in the cells and it's going to create disease, unfortunately. Um, other things would be infections in the gut. So it all goes back to gut. And there are so many different things that can happen in the gut, even if you don't have digestive symptoms. And that's another common misconception is people say, well, you know, I'm fatigued and I have weight gain and I'm depressed and I'm not sleeping and my mood is terrible, but my digestion is fine. And it's like, well, pretty sure most of those are starting in the gut. <laughs> so definitely exploring gut and then exposures. You know, were you exposed to mold by a leak in the bathroom? Was there, um, <laughs> bringing that one up for you, <laughs> you a plant? Are you constantly spraying Roundup outside or, you know, all of those things? And it's usually more than one. So as you can see, anyone can be at risk because we're always surrounded by poor choices, unfortunately, even if we're not making them on our own. Mm -hmm. And have you found in your practice and, and the clients that you tend to, they'll come in and they're, you kind of suspect already, or maybe they're, they ran a, you have positive antibodies. So they say thyroid antibodies. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, you want to run GI, a GI map or you want to run a stool test to check, you know, for gut pathogens. And they ask you, you know, why do you want to run this? It's just my gut's fine. When people say my gut's fine, it's because they think, oh, I go to the bathroom once or twice a day. I have a bowel movement, but they think bloating and belching and, you know, and farting are normal. You know, they think, oh, that's normal. Um, yeah, well, I have, you know, you have bad breath, you know, just other things. Oh, I always feel a little bit, you know, full and my tummy gets big after I eat. People associate with that with normal and they think, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with my gut. So I don't think we need to run that test. Do you hear that often? Yes. And even <laughs> to that, I've had clients that it's their normal. Well, I, I use the restroom. I have a bowel movement twice a week. Well, just because you've been doing that all your life does not mean it's normal. So <laughs> we have to have those conversations. Yeah, I hear it a lot. Yeah. That is very true. And I think people get so used to 
living and working or living and working with their body in a certain way that they, like you said, right, they start believing that it's their normal, that it's just the way that it is, but they don't understand that there is a normal that it doesn't entail them living in this, you know, with this way of doing or, you know, they're digestive or maybe feeling depressed, right? A lot of people just feel depressed and they're like, well, I've always been a little bit kind of just sad in my life, like ever since I was a child, but that doesn't mean that it's normal, right? Mm -hmm. People with diabetes, okay, I've had diabetes since I was 34, you know, that doesn't mean that it's normal, you know, anything that it's outside of normal, yeah. anything that is, even if you think it's normal for you, because that's the way that it's happened, for years and years and years, it doesn't mean that it's still normal. So that's that's important to mention. And and I thank you for bringing it up because uh, there is a lot of misconception like Dr. Linda was actually mentioning too, right? People just think that that's, that's how their body is and, and that's, that's okay and it's not. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if someone has an autoimmune condition, Kira, what can they do about it? What's the next step? So, I mean, usually I tell people start with the simplest things first, things that aren't going to throw your stress levels even higher. <laughs> so start with food. For some people, that is something like an autoimmune protocol or an elimination diet, or at a minimum, I'm usually telling my clients that come in, let's at least take gluten out and let's go towards an anti-inflammatory diet. So let's get vibrant fruits and vegetables in there. Let's try to get as much variety as possible. Let's minimize dairy and sugar and anything with artificial things because everyone comes in at a different place, of course, and not, not everyone's ready to dive into an elimination diet or AIP, but that's the number one place to start because you can have so much help with inflammation just by making dietary changes. And then from there, I say another simple one is cleaning up those known exposures, right? So a lot of us are not paying attention to the air that we're breathing in nonstop or our beauty products or cleaning products. Start airing out your house a couple times a week if the weather allows. Um, if you are you know, not paying attention to the products that you're constantly slathering on your body, look at ewg.org and just start checking out like, oh my gosh, the stuff I'm putting on my body is highly toxic. Maybe it's not responding well. So clean up the beauty products, clean up the the cleaning products, um, look at the environment. And then of course, stress, trauma, emotions, start working on that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a lot, but then it's not because really it doesn't cost a whole lot to swap out beauty products. It doesn't cost a whole lot to swap out cleaning products. I mean, you can use lemon <laughs> and vinegar, right? And, and as far as the food portion goes, it's really, it's really not that much more expensive. You, you will go shopping and you'll have a smaller uh, checkout list compared to people that when they go shopping, I'm always watching people and I'm like, okay, they have Fritos, they have cookies, they have top ramen, they have cereal, they have the low fat milk, they have the margarine. It's like loaded. Their, their cart is, has all this food, but there's no nutrition in there. Mm -hmm. Whereas I usually have just a little basket. I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to go grab uh, a steak, maybe some cucumbers and some, some vegetables. And most of the time, because it's wintertime, like frozen berries, because you, the frozen food is better in the winter times and trying to go and get uh, fresh berries right now, because typically there are no fresh berries at this time of the year, unless, unless they're imported. So, um, you know, those, like you said, are some 
you know, those are simple changes. And of course, the mindset is huge. And I mean, we're just fanatics about that, right, Fernanda? It's like, oh, yes. you know, whatever you focus on, you're going to get more of. And if you keep focusing on, uh, I have an autoimmune condition because I have one that I don't even want to say I have one, but I can relate to all that. Let's just say mm -hmm. uh, a couple different ones. And I try not to even give it any power. And it's just like, okay, my my body just needs a little bit more TLC and things that you mentioned. So, I mean, that's some things that that people can, can definitely do. So in your opinion and what have you seen in your practice, can you say that it can be cured? <laughs> I don't tell people it can be cured, but I tell people it can absolutely be put in remission. You can be free of those chronic symptoms, your lab work will look good, and you won't deal with it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's all lifestyle. It's it lifestyle. And you're talking about the cost associated with changing makeup products and changing cleaning products. But if you think about it and you just cover the cost associated with dealing with autoimmune conditions in, in the medical setting, I think there is a, you know, there, there is not even a point of comparison how much people are expending on these, um, like amazingly expensive drugs, mm -hmm. and doctor offices and specialist visits and transportation and all of these things. Where simply, like Dr. Linda said, you can literally clean with vinegar and lemon, yeah. right? So it's it's doing this the simple things. So sometimes gets us the farthest, right? And when it comes to health. And it's going back to the baseline and eating those fruits and vegetables, not eating any processed foods and go, getting your body moving, exercising, drinking more water and doing all these things that that ultimately bring the best benefit. And talking about mindset, and one of my favorite quotes says that your body's always listening to what your mind is saying. So when I had patients come to me and say, hey, I'm concerned about developing hypothyroidism or I'm concerned about developing lupus because somebody in my family had it or because my coworker has similar symptoms that I'm ha now having and I feel like I'm have, I have lupus <laughs> or whatever it is, I tell them like you're literally bringing it into your existence mm -hmm. by giving it power, by giving it thought, but actually putting your attention into the possibility that you may have something going on in your body, something wrong in your body, you could be bringing it into your existence. So focusing always on my body's healthy, but it can always be healthier. What can I do to make it healthier? So it's super, super important. Mm -hmm. uh, Kira, one of our audience members is asking a question. What are your opinions about the keto diet? I mean, I have, I don't have a diet mentality. And what I mean by that is I don't think that there's one right diet that every single person should be following. It depends on what's going on in your body. So can keto be helpful for many? Absolutely. I've seen it over the years. People lose weight. They feel better. They have better mental clarity. Um, you know, obviously using it therapeutically for epilepsy is one. So keto can be a great diet. However, keto can also be done wrong. I had a client who came to me on keto and Taco Bell apparently is very keto friendly if you just <laughs> eat meat with the cheese. <laughs> I was not thrilled to hear that. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like anything. You can eat Oreos on a vegan diet. You know, you can have paleo <laughs> left and right on paleo. So I think that any diet can be done for the right person in the right way. Mm -hmm. 
I like how you said that Oreo on a vegan diet. Hey, they even say, hey, well, beer is vegan, you know. <laughs> so your approach is really just wholesome, real food that you can recognize. Yeah, that's, that's the medicine. You're the 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 cure is the uh, we say prevention is the cure. Mm -hmm. And food is very much linked to almost every health condition out there, as you were mentioning stress as well, because you can eat clean. But if you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I might have this, I might have that, you're sending that vibrational energy. And, you know, people talk about the law of attraction, but it's more the law of vibration. It's like, what are you sending out there? <laughs> Is that something that you share and you cover with your patients as well? And they're a little bit surprised when you talk about that? It's funny because this was something that was more introduced to me in 2020, actually, by a friend. We both really got into Jim Fortin and following these other people. And I don't talk about it a lot because it's not my expertise, but I definitely bring it up. Um, one of my favorite quotes, I know I was probably going to share this later, but um, the disease isn't real until you acknowledge it. And that is totally a mindset piece because, you know, someone can come to me and say, well, my doctor told me it's fibromyalgia, but I refuse to believe that I'm just going to do everything I can to feel amazing rather than saying, oh my gosh, I have fibromyalgia. When is the pain going to come on? What does this look like for my life? What medications, do, you know, then the fear sets in. So I do talk about it, but probably not enough. <laughs> And it's super important because I just came back from a seminar with Dr. Jody Spencer. I don't know if you know him. Oh, and yeah. Dr. Linda's actually going in a couple of weeks. But he was sharing, and I haven't read his book, uh, that specific book. I've read another one of his books. But he's saying in one of his books, uh, like the first story on the book, it's about a, a guy who's told that he has terminal cancer. And he's going to die immediately, like within a few weeks or something. And so the doctor tells him that he's going to die. And the guys start saying in his mind, I want to spend the last Christmas with my family. I don't care what happens to me after Christmas, but I want to be here for Christmas. And he had that in his mind. He wants to be here for Christmas. He wants to be here for Christmas. The day after Christmas, he dies. Kira, they did a buy a, a, an autopsy. The guy never had cancer. Yeah. He was misdiagnosed, but he had it in his mind already that he was going to die after Christmas. And guess what happened? His body listened to him and he ended up dying. Yeah. So that's how powerful our mind is when it comes to diseases, when it comes to telling our body you're healthy or you're sick, you're going to die or you're going to be OK. Is the doctor telling you you have three months and you're believing in that and you're going for that and you're literally going to die in three months or are you going to take a different approach a different mentality and give your body different commands so very very powerful indeed uh we do have another uh question here uh let's see if you can address it could someone with juvenile juvenile diabetes go on a keto diet i would say absolutely they could um if we're keeping the sugars down and you're addressing the other components of autoimmune, like we spoke about infections, exposures, the trauma, then absolutely. And this is where, again, it goes back to the individual. How do you feel on a keto diet? You know, some people get super excited to do that and they realize, well, I am missing a gallbladder. I'm not digesting fats well. My stool is floating. I don't feel great. So absolutely someone could do it. But then, of course, with monitoring and how do you feel and how is it working and how do your labs look? Mm -hmm. 
Awesome, wonderful. All right, um, do you have any other questions, Dr. Linda? No, we covered a lot. I mean, pretty much in a nutshell, anyone that suspects that they have an autoimmune condition is someone that's been doctor to doctor, they know something's just not right and they're tired, as you mentioned, their hair is falling out, their energy, they're just exhausted, something's just mm -hmm. not right. And really it's about being persistent and seeing, okay, something's not, let me, let's run some more labs. And you probably have some information on your website. I know if you do what the general panel, probably you have an extensive panel like myself. I have my own panel of the labs that I require for all our new patients, regardless of, you know, I mean, I ran antibodies, anti-inflammatory um, markers and so forth. And um, the proper testing, of course, you address diet and lifestyle, which is like the core of it. <laughs> um, but what would be what would be one test that you would want the patients if somebody was coming to see you to run? What would be the, that one test? And actually, there is one test that I run on everyone coming to see me. Most of them come with a whole slew of labs as it is. Um, but the GI map to look at yep. what's going on in the gut because <laughs> mm -hmm. nobody usually comes with that. <laughs> yeah. The gold standard, it has always been blood tests, but that GI map, oh my goodness, you, I've never seen one come back normal. Have you? No. no. <laughs> and you get so much data in there and people are like, wait, I have all that going on. And then, you know, when you clean it up, guess what? You start feeling better. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so awesome. I, Totally agree with you, 100%, that GI map. <laughs> Kira, uh, just to finalize, what are three main things that our audience can start implementing and doing today, uh, to whether it is to prevent an autoimmune condition or to improve an autoimmune condition if they already have uh, had been diagnosed with one? Start with the food again. Simple changes. Think of simple swaps. Um, this is where it gets overwhelming to people. So... Again, opt for whole foods as much as possible. Start looking at what you're eating. You don't have to keep a food log, but keep tabs of, okay, am I throwing artificial sweeteners in my coffee every day? Am I having a bowl of cereal for breakfast? Can you start finding whole food swaps? You know, things that come from the earth that you can hunt, forage, fish, whatever, and minimize the other things. Um, second thing I think would be to minimize those known exposures again. So start looking at everything that you're constantly surrounded by and see if there's things that you can improve upon. And then third, look at your mindset. <laughs> Truly, where, where are you at mentally? What are the thoughts going through your head on a daily basis? What are your beliefs? How do you look at life? Because it is so powerful. That's and that exposure would even go back to people. <laughs> Number two, the exposure of, of some of the people. <laughs> yep. Turn off the news. That's toxic. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. awesome. That's awesome. And where can where can people find you? And what's the best way on website, Instagram? What's the best way to get a hold of you or be engaged with you? Yeah. So I have a website. It's a nourishedlifenutrition.com. And then I do have a Facebook group for autoimmune ladies. I'm sorry if you're a male, um, but it's the autoimmune recovery group. Thanks, Fernanda. The autoimmune recovery group. Recovery group. Okay. And then on Instagram, oh. I'm sorry, did I miss that? 
Oh, sorry. I, I am on there. I'm terrible with it, but it's a nourished life nutrition. Okay. Same <laughs> as your website. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. And people can follow you there, get, get encouraged and even see what kind of programs you have, or if they want to work with you one-on-one, -on -one, that'd be a great place to go. And, you know, working with someone that has actually experienced it and has kind of fought the battle mm -hmm. <laughs> and continues to kind of keep it as bay is sometimes one of the best practitioners to work with because I'm, when a man tries to tell you how to do something and you have, you know, you're PMSing, mm -hmm. oh, suck it up, buttercup. You just want to kick him in the you know what. <laughs> it's like, God, you have no idea how I'm feeling. <laughs> so sometimes, really, there's more empathy and sympathy when you do work with someone that has kind of gone in that direction mm -hmm. and has, has um, you know, suffered with some of the same complaints. So, um I think a lot of people will be able to connect and you'll be able to connect with a lot of people. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, we greatly appreciate it. I don't know if you had one more question, Fernanda, for her. No, just to that? finish up, if you want to do uh, a good quote, perhaps that comes to mind, and Dr. Linda, uh, just to leave the audience with a something positive to just reflect on and continue with their amazing week. Yeah, like Kara. Okay. I you shared my quote. <laughs> I'm sure there's another one out there. <laughs> I'm sure there are so many good quotes out there. Um, I don't have a quote, but I'll leave you with words of wisdom that I tell every client. And that's trust that the body's natural state is one of wellness. It wants to heal. You just need to give it to the tools. So stop believing that however you're feeling right now, if it's miserable, is the only way because it's not. I love that. Thank you so much. I'll remember that. <laughs> Dr. Linda, what is your quote? My quote is, oh my gosh, this sounds crazy, but uh, you'll have to read it on my, my post that comes out this week. But I believe that life happens for us and not to us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes question, why is this happening to me? It's not why is it happening to me? It's Life is here for us, so life is happening for us, not to us. Just that switch and that change in perspective really allows you to look at things a little differently. How about you, Fernanda? Powerful. Uh, mine for today, because we covered so much information, it was so powerful, I do want to leave you with an ounce of action is worth a ton of theory. So no matter how much you're learning, if you're not applying what you're learning, if you're not actually willing to make the changes and take action, nothing will ever change. So Absolutely. I think with that, we are ready to end for today. We want to thank our wonderful audience for connecting with us today. We have amazing guests coming up the next following weeks. We have tons and tons of topics, and we actually have a surprise. Should we, should we reveal the surprise, Dr. Linda? It's up to for you. March 17th. March 17th. Have we have we said that? Have you? You want to announce it? Sure. Okay. Uh, we are actually bringing to the audience uh, Les Brown himself, the godfather of motivational <laughs> uh, speaking, and we secure him already. So March 17th, he will be joining us in the show, and I'm super excited. It's going to be such a powerful show, so we're going to be putting a lot of content out. 
and just make sure that everybody's able to tune in and listen to the godfather of motivational speaking himself. Yes, one of one of my definitely one of my mentors for years. So mm -hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. Super excited. Yes. And with that, we're going to let everybody go. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, if you have any questions or anything else, please reach out and let us know any topics that you want us to cover or anything else that we can, how we can serve. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you all.